1: Today we've got a great story of malicious compliance where people keep calling OP's personal number expecting the Cheesecake Factory. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, knock knock, I'm a CNA who works night shift at a hospital. I've always made sure to knock on a patient's door before going in their room, not only out of respect to them and their privacy, but also because I do everything to make sure they're awake before I start doing vitals because there's nothing quite like having a patient start flailing and winging when you go to put on a blood pressure cuff because you startled them out of sleep. A few years ago, I did my normal knocking on the door at a normal knocking noise level and announced myself as I came in the room, but the patient didn't wake up. I feel I should mention that this particular person was young and not hard of hearing, so a regular knock should have sufficed. My next step is to lightly touch their shoulder and announce myself again, This startled them awake and they went off on me saying that I needed to knock before coming in. I apologized and let them know that I had knocked, but it must not have woke them. Their response was, well then you need to knock louder. After they were done witching about the knocking, they demanded some juice. I went to get what they had requested and when I came back, I knocked on their door with what could be best described as just less than pounding. After all, they had told me to knock louder. Apparently, they didn't like that either, and they fired me. I was fine with that, they'd been rude and demanding all night, so I was fine with not having to go back in their room anymore. Let's be real, a lot of times people in nursing positions just don't get the respect they deserve. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why to not hit that subscribe button down below. That said, our next story is, My grandfather gave a British officer a boy scout salute. My great grandfather fought in World War II. He was sent overseas to India at the time with his men. From what I can remember, he was just infantry for the US Army. I'm not sure his rank, but I know he wasn't an officer. While he was there, he and his men had to work alongside the British soldiers in the area, who at the time weren't the easiest to work with. They always stuck their noses up at his group and whispered less than good things behind his back. For example, they were just lazy americans surprised they knew how to hold a gun things like that well one day one of the british officers approached him and his men expecting for them to salute him however they didn't he got offended and ordered them to do so they laughed and told him he isn't their superior so they don't have to do crap so he reported them to their superiors and they were told they had to salute the british superiors So the next time the British officer approached, they stood at attention and gave him a salute. A boy scout salute. At the time, the officer didn't know what they were doing and just thought it was a personal salute they did. So he was satisfied. They never got in trouble or received any complaints after that, but they always laughed about it from that point on. And every time a British officer approached, they always gave the same boy scout salute The officers always walked off looking smug like they won something afterwards. P.S. I know the story wasn't someone getting fired or getting screwed over, but it was a story told to my family that I always found funny and I wanted to share it. Although most of those kinds of events come when you're younger in your rebellious years, Let's be real, there's nothing more satisfying than finding a way to stick it to somebody, your own personal middle finger, and they don't even know and think you're respecting them. Our next story is, Malicious Compliance Christmas Edition. I'm not very good at being maliciously compliant, so while I've loved reading the stories on here, I've never had a story I thought would fit enjoyably. That is, until I remembered Christmas many years ago. I've always enjoyed holidays, with Christmas being my favorite. My favorite thing about Christmas was trying to find the right gift for people. I would spend hours upon hours going from store to store trying to find that perfect present. I come from a large family, 8 kids, and in order to not break the bank each year we rotated which sibling and their families as we got older, we gifted presents too. This particular year it was my turn to gift my sister, her husband and their toddler daughter. I asked them what they'd like for Christmas to get some ideas. My sister answered with, no clue. And her hubby told me, everything. I asked them several times and always got the same response. I asked my mom for their Christmas wish list. They didn't have one. So my hubby and I went shopping. I don't remember what we got for the toddler, some toy or clothes or both. For my sister, we got her the game Clue, and made a nice no label to put in front of the title. Then for her hubby, we got him a card that said, Sorry we couldn't get you everything, but here's a little something to get you started. He opened the package to find one of those toy shopping carts. We got them what they asked for. Honestly, I'm a terrible gift giver. I try to find things that they might like, but I never know what's like just a good gift to just give somebody. I hardly know what I want besides like money. Our next story is, whatever you drink. Often, when someone receives somebody not accustomed to come to your home, the answer to the question, what do you want to drink, is a variation on whatever. Nobody wants to be judged by the other, and some people don't drink alcohol in private or despised it entirely, while others think that offering a liquor is the proper protocol, want it or not. A friend of my father's solved the problem. On his cabinet he has a bottle marked WHATEVER which you'll serve to people giving that answer. The taste and the color is never the same and it's often a strong spirit. When asked what it is, he said that he put all of the bottom of nearly empty bottles to that one so he can buy a full bottle of the regular spirit. There is literally WHATEVER in that bottle. I think the real reason you say WHATEVER is because you don't want to go to their place and be like Yeah, you got Grape Fanta, or do they only serve Pepsi products in this place? This next story is, fine, I'll put every item out. So, my boss had pulled stuff from our storage room to put on our shelves. I, doing what I thought was right, put anything that didn't fit on the shelves back in storage. A couple days later, my boss says there's more for me to put out from storage. I noticed that there was almost all of the items I haven't been able to put on the shelf amongst them. They said put it all out, so I did. Are there items everywhere now? Yes. I did my best to keep it within its own price tag area, but there were just so many. If only I had a storage room to put the overstock. This is a retail setting that also has a pharmacy. Good luck doing inventory next week with everything everywhere. By the way, it's not like I'd put everything in a pile in the storage area. I'd put each item where it belongs. This next story is my dad wants to bring a bunch of tools and stuff into the basement but said previously that i can't be down there me 14 15 soon male my dad 47 year old male so today a bunch of crap went down where my dad got mad at me for not putting away the dishes and said that i'm not allowed in the basement where all of my gaming stuff is located so obviously i comply as i don't want to get grounded A Township Tales super fun time event I freaking missed. So this happened around 30 minutes ago. My dad asked me to take down empty Christmas decoration boxes, but I said to him, you told me that I'm not allowed in the basement today. My dad said, if you don't bring those boxes down, you'll be grounded for a month, darn it. I reminded him, you said the exact same thing. If you go downstairs, so help me God, I'll ground you for a month. So, either way, I'll get grounded for a month? That shut him up. Sadly, OP's only recourse is to open the door and fling the boxes down the stairs. What else is there left to do? Our next story is, my manager had me leave the new girl waiting tables on her own, so I took her at her word. I, 17 year old female, am a waitress slash server slash cashier at a semi-local Italian chain. Not going to say which, but it's considered a specialty of the DMV area. I recently had to take a month off of work for health reasons, since I was in the emergency room and then had to spend time in inpatient. While I was away, there were huge changes at my job, including new managers and two new employees. I've only been working there since last June, but I picked things up pretty quickly, barring the first day I had to deal with a packed dining room by myself while still in training. I had messed up pretty badly with the computer system and needed the manager's help. Still, it happens. Yesterday, I met the new girl for the first time. It was her third day, still in training. She's my age and a complete sweetheart. And as the dining room slowly became more and more packed, we made a great team. She got to practice working with the computers and talking to customers, while I took down the orders and showed her how everything worked. It was her first time properly serving there, and she really did great considering that, certainly at first. The other two people who were working were a manager and one other hourly employee. The managers at my job will also serve and work the counters. Basically all waitresses have to do double the work, and we still get paid dirt, but that's another story. I was running between the dining room and the counters to try to keep up although we can only serve max two people at the counters picking up or placing orders at a time. It was to the point where my manager and her friend had bundled up and complained how cold it was, while I was flushed with my coat off, covered in sweat, cleaning myself up when dealing with the food, of course. The manager and her friend were sitting down together, alternating between scrolling on their phones and talking, only getting up to answer the phones when they'd already rung five-plus times and having people wait at the counters to be helped for 10 plus minutes. It was massively irritating, but I just didn't have the time or energy to confront them. Well, about halfway through my shift, my manager told me that I just can't go in between the dining room and the counter, and if I didn't pick one or the other, she'd withhold my tips for both, since I wasn't fully invested in either. Ouch. She gave me a choice on paper. But in reality made it perfectly clear that I was stuck behind the counter and the new girl, the trainee, was on her own. There was nothing I could really do, so I just stayed at the counter, though that was pretty slammed in and of itself, and I really, really could have used my 2 coworkers who were screwing around on their phones. I didn't have time to answer phone calls, pack up orders, check people out, and to take to-go orders all at once, and I had one particularly angry woman call me a lazy witch for leaving her on hold for about 2 minutes. That stuck with me. While I was doing all this, the new girl was stuck with a packed dining room and no help. About 20 minutes into it, my manager approaches me looking both angry and sheepish. Basically, the trainee had messed up and charged the wrong orders to the wrong cards and needed help, though the way she phrased this was, you know, you don't have to stay by the counter the whole time, that's not what I meant. I looked over and could see her friend on her phone still, and the manager herself still had airpods on and a show playing on her own phone screen. I responded in my sweetest, most respectful voice. I'm sorry, but as we only get paid $10 an hour, my tips are too vital for me to forfeit them, so I'm going to stay put. Context: Minimum wage is $15.65 where I live. She was floored, and instead of helping either of us herself, waddled back to her seat and resumed her show. Of course, I ended up checking in with the trainee and asked if she needed my help, and if the mistake was sorted out. She said that she had things back under control and a lot of the people dining in were headed out, which was great because the counter was still slammed. The kicker? The morning, apparently, a customer called in and complained that the blonde girl, me, and the girl with braids, trainee, were so busy that they were sweating while two other women, the manager and her buddy, were sitting on their phones. I only wish I saw her face when she heard about the complaint honestly bless the person that called in and called them out on that i'm sure that it's not going to make any difference with the way that these people don't care but at least somebody's calling it out that said our final story of the day is table for 10 in 10 minutes yes sir this story takes place about 15 years ago i had my phone number for a while now long enough that all the olds had it memorized as my number so i really didn't want to change it for any reason But one day, almost like a switch, I started getting calls from people looking to reserve a table at the Cheesecake Factory. Way too many to be a practical joke by my friends. Something else had to be going on. It turned out that the new location of the Cheesecake Factory was assigned the number 555-555-1223. Problem was, my number was 555-555-1123. It was maddening. I went from one wrong number a month to 10 to 20 misdials a day. Even worse, about half of them would hang up, hit redial, and boomerang right back to me. And now they were mad at me because. reasons? Finally, one day, I snapped. Cue the malicious compliance. Instead of politely telling people that I wasn't the Cheesecake Factory, I said yes to everything. Jane, table for five at eight? Yes, ma'am. You wanna know what the wait time is? Well, sir, the dining room is empty right now. You need a table for 10 in 10 minutes and you know the owner? Well, yes, sir, we can accommodate you. The location is still open, but they changed their phone number not too long after that. I'm wondering if these people like called in and said, yeah, hi, I called you earlier and you said this and this. And they finally like get to the bottom of why so many people are screwing up things. Honestly, if they're not going to change that number, and you want to keep that number, sometimes you have to just say yes to everything just to have fun with it. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome story of malicious compliance, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.